Welcome to the Counterfeit Sleep Podcast, where we help you answer today's most important health and wellness question. Is your sleep making you tired? I'm your host, O2 Tara Clancy. Join me each week for the stories, the science, and the solutions to help you banish counterfeit sleep and have more energy, increased productivity, and a reflection in the mirror you love. Go ahead and subscribe and you'll get each new episode as soon as it goes live. If your sleep is making you tired, it's time to change that and get back to being you. The Counterfeit Sleep Podcast, Season 1, Episode 16. Imagine being a competitive athlete, an Ironman competitor. You run, you bike, you swim open water. You feel great and you plan to continue feeling great so you can perform at your best. But then you make a big move to a new place with a different climate. You develop some pesky post-nasal drip. You start snoring a little bit. You wonder, are these problems normal? Or will they interfere with your performance and slowly rob you of your health? This is exactly where Lisa Copeland, Ironman competitor, global speaker, and passionate registered dental hygienist found herself. Luckily, she found help in an unexpected place, and as you'll hear, this Ironman decided there is no way snoring is going to stop her. Check out Lisa's outside-the-box story about the power of early intervention. Listen and find out why you should not ignore snoring, some other surprising signs of counterfeit sleep, and how you can determine if you need an Iron Man tongue. Hello, Lisa, and welcome to the Counterfeit Sleep Podcast. Hi, I'm excited to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Absolutely. I'm excited to have you on the show today as well. I mean, we are colleagues from NSA and we've um, gotten to know each other quite well. And you're also a registered dental hygienist and clearly very athletic since you are a two-time Ironman finisher. And with all of those things, I was so surprised to tell when you told me that you had uncovered that you were dealing with counterfeit sleep. And I can't wait to uh, hear your story because from, I know it was the exact same thing for me. I actually lived with counterfeit sleep for four decades <laughs> un unwittingly. And you, you can, um, you know, I tell my story in episode two. Um, so, you know, given that length of time, I know it's very possible um, to, like I said, just, you know, deal with it and not know you're dealing with it. Um, and then your story is very, very different. So I'm really excited to share it with our listeners today. So can you tell us your counterfeit sleep story? So I like, I'm like you, I, it, it just started a couple of years ago, not even two years ago. And my husband mentioned that I was starting to snore a little bit more. And um, I, I have post-nasal drip and we've moved, we moved from Seattle to um, Utah which very, very humid, very, very dry. And I kind of was, you know, attributing everything that was changing to that. And so I, um, I don't, I sleep really well. I don't, I'm not tired during the day. Um, I, because I'm a dental hygienist, I'm trained in sleep apnea briefly, sleep apnea and myofunctional therapy. And, you know, the position of my tongue when I sleep is up against the front teeth 
my mouth is closed, my lips are closed, resting position when I'm working or, you know, throughout the day, everything, nothing, nothing made sense um, that I would qualify for sleep disruption. And so when I came to Park City, I found a new dentist and um, lo and behold, they actually specialize in sleep apnea, which was much to my advantage because they took a, they took an x-ray. It's a type of x-ray that actually shows your airway and it shows your nasal passages and it's a much more extensive um, x-ray and it's included in their initial exam. Yeah. Is it, uh, is it the cone bean scan yes. that you're talking about? Yes. The yeah. Cone yeah. Beam. Right. We've had that done. It does. And it's pretty amazing because you, when you look at it, you can see that it's you right all, all around. And um, it, it's really like a, a detailed x-ray, but then it really gets into detail on the right. airway showing you exactly how much space you have for airflow. Great. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they did that x-ray. And of course the doctor knew I was a dental hygienist. And so she starts going through it with me very technically. And she kind of started in the nasal area. She's like, Oh, your nasal passages are nice and open, you know, no problems there. She said, but you have a deviated septum. And I said, what? <laughs> she said, yeah, you never knew that. And I said, never had a problem. Nope. And then she moved down to the airway and she said, you have an incredibly low or very, very narrow airway. And I said, Oh, really? And she said, do you have any problems sleeping? You know, she went through a super extensive checklist with me and everything was no, 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 no. <laughs> and, and she thought, she said, you know, I'm shocked because normally people who have an airway this, this small would have had problems years ago. And um, one of the things that you and I have talked about, Tara, is I've been a swimmer all my life and I have a huge lung expansion and an ability to, um, to really generate air well. Mm -hmm. And I think I've compensated and, and plus I've been an athlete all my life. You know, yeah. I've, I've done triathlons for many, many years. Um, I've been a bike rider. So I've, I think I've compensated yeah. for you know, it. Yeah. The other thing that the, um, the swimming does is it, because you have to hold your breath so much, mm -hmm. you know, you, you keep your face in and then you lift, you really, um, you allow the uh, carbon dioxide to build up in the, um, in the bloodstream, which everybody, exactly. you know, everybody thinks of carbon dioxide as a waste gas, but it really isn't. It's essential. Uh, uh, when you don't have enough carbon dioxide, you get inflammation. And when you get inflammation, you get a smaller airway. So mm -hmm. the swimming is, I, I would say, yeah, definitely a huge benefit to have kept to have warded off problems really. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. So, so go ahead now tell, uh, continue on. So the other, the other aspect was I knew, you know, everybody's, everybody's teeth and bite changes as we age. Um, and, and our teeth tend to shift forward. Like, so a lot of people, as they age, they'll notice, oh, I'm starting to get a little crowding in my lower front area, or things don't feel like they're fitting together as well. And I knew that, that things were changing. I, I was getting a little bit more crowded, but what she noticed, and I kind of had a feeling because of, you know, just what was happening. She said that my teeth were starting to tip inward yeah, and so towards my tongue and towards the palate. And, and so my bite had changed and that was also contributing to a narrow, a narrow airway. The yeah. other um, anatomical interesting aspect that she noticed, and I knew this all my life, I have a super high um, roof of my mouth and it's very, very vaulted. It goes very, very high and very, very narrow. And so that 
also is contributing to that narrow airway. Absolutely. And so there was a lot of things, you know, coming together, like the perfect storm, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned the, um, you know, the the high palate, the vaulted palate. We actually had um, an ENT, uh, Dr. Stephen Park, really talking about the palate and the way that affects the septum. And you said you had a deviated septum. Mm -hmm. And so we really get into detail on that in in episode seven. So listeners check that out because it really helps, helps you understand what may be going on. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. The other thing that's interesting about what you said, Lisa, is how our teeth and everything change. Um, part of that is also, um, the way we hold our bodies too, right? Mm -hmm. You know, we, especially as you get older, I know even like for me now, I wear these little readers, you know, and we all have cell phones, all of those things are tending to make us pitch forward, which, um, you develop what they call a forward head posture. And it just, the body compensates and the body's masterful at compensating but it always does come at a cost. So all those little changes build up and all of those things shift. And then, you know, as you said, it, it ends up getting to a point, you know, where now all of a sudden your husband will say, you know what, I hear you snoring now, you know? Right. And, yeah. right. and the other thing I think that's great about that too, is you said you moved, you know, a great point to make, you know, you moved from a very um, humid climate to a very dry climate. So it, you had a reason, right? You, in your mind, you had a reason for why you were all of a sudden dealing with this post-nasal drip. And that, that comes up in practically every podcast that we do um, where people say, so I just said, oh, I'm dealing with this. Of course, I'm going to have that. And, and what we always say is on the podcast is, is um, you know, if you have problem X, like, to, sorry, we say use the XYZ formula, right? If you have problem X, whatever it may be, if it's post-nasal drip, you know, ask why yeah. and make your primary suspect your Z's because your sleep drives so many things. Ask yourself today's most important health and wellness question. Is your sleep making you tired? Go to is your sleep making you tired.com and get your copy today. So she showed you all these things um, from this, the uh, scan that she did. And then, um, so what, 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 what did she come up with? What, what are you uh, intending to do as a result? Well, let me back up. Cause there's yeah. two other things that were important for okay. her to recognize as well. So number one, um, I'm almost 60. And as we age, and as particularly women, um, we lose collagen. And that's the ability for the skin to stay resilient, basically. And so if you've noticed, you know, um, particularly women, we tend to crease a little bit more around our mouths, soft tissues start to collapse. And so that was another factor that's occurring. And I, I'm, I'm menopausal. And that plays a role in um, everything that we're talking about as well. And so it was a, it was a perfect storm coming together and it was fun to learn about, you know, being in the profession, I was like, what? Right, right. (laughs) Yeah. I interviewed, um, a, an RDH, uh, who has, uh, you know, a a really incredible perspective on all of this and, and has been in it for, for a while. And she talked about, you know, menopause. And she said, basically, because you, um, when you have those hormonal changes, your Mm -hmm. muscles are affected. And so you, you may be okay before that, but once you have that change in the muscle tone, then your airway can collapse even more. And and we do get into that in other episodes too. Uh, But it is menopause is a a huge, you may, I think it's something like, you know, uh, one in three women will, 
um, develop a, a problem at uh, menopause that they've never had before. So yes. it's something for women to really, um, you know, look, look after, you know, be, be aware of, you know, yeah. as the saying goes, old age ain't for sissies. Right? <laughs> for true. Getting for old true. is not for sissies. It's, it's, <laughs> you take it one day at a time, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the importance of, though, of, um, you know, being aware. And like you said, being, you know, being uh, an RDH. And so now you've gotten this huge uh, additional lesson really, right. Mm-hmm. So that you can bring this to your uh, patients as well, uh, right. which is fantastic. And the mm-hmm. field is really just expanding exponentially now, you know, the, the amount of airway aware dentist is yes. growing by leaps and bounds, which is fantastic. And I love they, it. Uh, they say the dentist is the per- the perfect person to discover this problem, because unlike a medical doctor that you go to, when you see, when you have a problem, you're going to your dentist twice a year just mm-hmm. for checkups and they're looking in there. So it's really the perfect, you know, profession, um, the dental professionals in general are the perfect people to really bring this to the forefront as they are doing, which is wonderful. Well, and that, and, you know, dentists are, are looking to expand things that they can offer patients. You know, it, it's, it's a very competitive world in the medical and dental field. And um, if they, you know, you can't, you eat an elephant one bite at a time, you have to take a specialty or an interest and expand on it. And, and what they really need to learn is how to evaluate a patient for sleep apnea or how to evaluate a patient for some of the problems that can contribute to sleep apnea and then refer them to the right resource. Yeah. And so yeah. many dentist offices don't do that right now. Right. And so there's room for a, a huge room for improvement in the dental industry. Yeah. But yeah. I'm glad and to see the way it's going. Me too. Me too. I, and I'm so glad that you mentioned sleep apnea in particular, because, um, you know, most everybody has heard of sleep apnea and mm-hmm. it's like, a, I don't have that kind of feeling, you know? Yes. And what my goal is I didn't have sleep apnea either. Right. I I had a sleep study done. I did not have sleep apnea. I was before that, you know? So when I'm, when we, when I'm talking about counterfeit sleep, it's really a continuum and sleep apnea is like the end stage. And I've heard doctors say, by the time you develop clinical sleep apnea, it's really end stage disease. It's serious business. So what if instead we can catch it before, like with you, you're saying yeah. just snoring was really this, the sign that you were dealing with, right. And yeah. you're going to treat it now. So now you get, you get back to truly healthy sleep mm-hmm. and you avoid that cascade of problems that comes with just years and years of, of a, right. a problem worsening. So I'm so happy that, you know, with having an airway aware dentist, you were able to um, get this identified at this early stage and yeah. just a real high level. Then just tell us what, um, what kind of uh, treatments I know myofunctional therapy is, is one of them, right. Mm-hmm. And we'll just say myofunctional therapy is basically training you how to use, um, you know, your, 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 your mouth and your tongue in a way that really supports supports your airway, right? It's, right. It, it's, it's more detailed than that, but we'll just say that high level, um, you know, in the interest of time. So that's one part, right? Just, um, right. And, 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 um, and what, what else are you pursuing? So with the myofunctional therapy, she told me, um, she wanted me to do, and I have not started treatment yet. I'm scheduled to, to start with the myofunctional therapist first. 
And she said, do um, two or three sessions. The back of my tongue is very weak. And so um, I need to strengthen the back of my tongue. And I, <laughs> I got a good laugh out of that. I said, could you please tell my husband that I have a weak tongue? <laughs> Um, so that's step one. And then we took impressions to, um, uh, uh, to do Invisalign and to upright the teeth. And that will all in help open up the airway as well to get them mm -hmm. back to being straight up instead of tipping inward. In other words. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that, that, and it's, it's interesting. We have an, I have another interview with um, Dr. Mo uh, Martha Cortez, who has been an airway dentist for several years. And she, when she talks about opening it up, uh, she says, you know, if you make a very small couple of millimeters one way, it has a dramatic effect, you know, because you think, well, how can a little bit make a difference? But if you're talking about moving air, you don't need a ton of space right. to begin with, right? So a very small change can make a very big difference. Um, so yeah, so there's a, a, an actual dental piece in there that you're going to do to open things up. Um, then, it'll just be Invisalign. Yeah, yeah. Invisalign orthodontic movement and, and not long, just a few months. Right. And to just upright the teeth. Yeah. And just one, one um, important uh, question I have for you, just to make sure our, our audience is um, on board. You're not getting any teeth pulled nope. to, to, for this Visalign, right? Yeah. I, I had a, a, a friend actually who um, she said she had um, all of a sudden had gotten, had started dealing with sleep problems. And, uh, and I said, well, how long has this been going on? Well, about six months. Well, what happened six months ago? I got Invisalign. So I said, well, what, did you pull any teeth? She goes, yeah, but just one. But what we were just talking about is the small amount of space makes mm -hmm. a difference. So just one tooth in and of itself, uh, you know, could be enough to make it that much smaller. So if you are doing anything, make sure you're working with an airway aware dentist who is not pulling teeth. In fact, in both of my books here, we talk about how, um, you know, mainstream orthodontics is really contributing to airway problems mm -hmm. because of the pulling of teeth. And that's my story too. I had so many teeth pulled. So, uh, so I'm glad to hear that. So your teeth will be, uh, you know, back to their normal way and you'll have a strong tongue from the myofunctional therapy. Yes. And yeah. <laughs> you'll, you'll have a, an iron man tongue. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Funny. Wow. That's right. Yeah. Well, it's so terrific, Lisa. Like I said, to to hear your story because you are exactly what I hope for that we can get people to the point of catching it early and mm -hmm. having small, um, relatively small treatments and mm -hmm. to do to, you know, to get to a place rather than like, you know, like me after four decades, I had to do a lot to get back to feeling good, but I did, and it's totally worth it. So wherever you are, it's well worth the, uh, the commitment of the time and effort to really banish counterfeit sleep. So Lisa, as we close out, I'd, I'd like to ask you two questions. Um, the first one is, uh, I always like to ask people now that they've kind of gone on their journey, what message would you put on a billboard? And again, you know, with a billboard, you know, it's a relatively small space and yep. people go by pretty quickly. So what would you put? I would say counterfeit sleep is about so much more than snoring. Mm. Because everybody associates, you know, sleep apnea or snoring, like they think sleep apnea is snoring and they don't know all of the other consequences or contributors 
to that. And so get the message out that, you know, snoring is like the final straw versus sleep apnea is a lot about a lot more than just snoring. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And actually that I really get into that in depth in my book, uh, is your sleep making you tired? Because it is, like I said, that continuum and we yep. want to catch it early. Perfect. Absolutely. And yeah. And then last, uh, last question for you. Um, uh, if, how would somebody find you online? Uh, you can connect with me on LinkedIn at Lisa Copeland. And then um, also my website is communicatewithinfluence.org. Perfect. I will put both of those in the show notes then. Well, Lisa, I thank you so much for sharing your, your whole story today. And I look forward to an update as you go through your treatment. Yeah. Yeah. Let me know how you are doing. I, Absolutely. I'm excited. All right. Thank you again. Thanks so much. When you're ready for your aha moment, when you're ready to have more energy, increased productivity, and a reflection in the mirror you love, go to counterfeitsleep.com and take the counterfeit sleep screening. That ends this episode of the Counterfeit Sleep Podcast, where we help you answer today's most important health and wellness question, is your sleep making you tired? Follow us to get the stories, the science, and the solutions to help you take your counterfeit sleep journey. And leave us a review to help other people find us. Thank you. And remember, if your sleep is making you tired, It's time to change that and get back to being you. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.